Wondering why you're not further along when it comes to creating the impact you know you're meant to? The guides and I would love to shine a light on why it feels like you're missing the mark. In Highest Contribution Audit, you'll partner with the guides and me to diagnose the disconnect in your highest divine assignment. We'll take a look at what's working and not working in your current path of success, pinpoint what's keeping you from gaining traction, and channel a personalized action plan to help you flip the script. Feeling the energetic nudge to vibe into the details? Head to the show notes to learn more. Welcome to the Seven Figure Spiritual Leader with Danielle Rama Hoffman, your fast track to partner with Source to create your legacy business without overworking. Now let's dive into today's episode. And welcome to this episode, Money and Women, Breaking the Oath of Lack. I am buzzing to have my dear friend and colleague, Hallie Evelyn, on today. And Hallie is an incredible abundance and wealth and mindset coach. Welcome, Hallie. So happy to be here and playing with you. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. So I feel like we're, you know, we're sharing this episode. So I want to talk a little bit at first, if it's okay, about channeling and just channeling in general, if, if that's all right with you. Yeah, that's a great place to start. And it actually, for me, as I was kind of tuning in going, okay, well, what is this breaking the oath of lack? And it feels like a conversation that's been going on for a long time. And, you know, it, it just dovetails beautifully with your question about channeling, because I feel like the guides have been talking for a really long time about lack consciousness and separation consciousness and kind of the larger context of what we're up to. So the way that I would describe channeling is really connecting to higher wisdom or also known as guides or ascended masters, or uh, we can even channel our higher self to be accessing blocks of consciousness and transmitting that through words. And yet the words are really just placeholders for the wisdom that that's coming through. So that's kind of uh, succinctly how I would describe channeling. And it also is just a ton of fun and feels great and amplifies the whole field. Mm, that's so interesting. I always told people it's like you're tuning into a radio station, but the person doing the channeling is the radio tuner. <laughs> and so there it's like, you're getting this frequency. And so I've worked actually, I've worked with a lot of people who channel. And one of the things that I've gotten to do in my coaching practice over the years is to help people get started channeling, not you, of course, but I have helped like a half a dozen people get started channeling. People will, will show up on my, on my coaching sessions and they'll be like, well, I think, and I want, and I don't understand. And I'm like, let's just do this. And then they're just shocked because they can really like get there. And it's really interesting because I feel like not all of us have the same frequencies for that. Like I've never been able to channel the way that you can. And yet when I do my work, I can always hear like what the other person's soul, for lack of a better word, higher self is telling them because they're telling me at the same time, which is sometimes stuff that other person can't hear, or isn't tuned into or isn't listening for, but I can always hear it. But as far as channeling my own inner guidance or both or any of the other, you know, guides that are out there, like I've never been able to do any of that. So I'm always in awe when I get to 
be in your presence and get to be in, in the presence of all of the guides. And I always feel like it shifts my work and I end up really up leveling. So I love that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and what you just shared is so essential because I feel like we all are channeling in our own unique ways and it is based on alignment, our free will and conscious choice and understanding how it works for us. And so that you, you hear, and basically you're decoding in a sense, non-physical energy or that, which is happening non-verbally uh, of the client and then transmitting it. So to me, that's a form of channeling. And then what we're talking about, the distinction here is perhaps the source and what that radio station is tuned into. Like I'm, I don't channel uh, people that have crossed over. Like that's just not my thing. So just like a radio station's kind of got a, I love this analogy that you brought forward. It's got a groove. It's got a focus. Uh, there's there's certain songs that I play and not others. So I think that's that's true for everyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, I love that. So, so before. Uh, let- well, yeah, I, I feel like we're just buzzing, right? So everyone's up for like a huge buzz here. So when I was tuning into us meeting for this podcast, I really was almost feeling like this is a conversation that I've been having for a really long time. And, and now it's an opportunity for us to have it together and to have it with each of you who are joining us here, which is that that conversation about wealth and women and really being able to transcend, transform, go beyond that collective oath of lack. So Hallie, as we're, as we're diving in here, how does that feel like a place to, to start? Because we've got, we've got wet, we've got money, we've got women, and we've got breaking this oath of lack. It's kind of a lot of stuff we've got in there. Well, I think it all goes together so beautifully. And it's it's really fascinating to me how women have this really long legacy of lack and that it is kind of built in. And I'm going to use the Me Too movement as an analogy for this. Uh, there's actually a new movie coming out called She Said that is about the Harvey Weinstein case and about how that kind of cracked the Me Too movement open. But it, it's... It, the questions that they're asking are not like, how did this guy get away with this for so long? It's how did the system get away with this for so long when the system is so broken? And while we can agree that there are many systems in our world, healthcare, education, insurance, you know, as examples that are pretty broken, I feel like the inequity between men and women and what women settle for and what women believe are where their rights stop is the most broken because it's fundamental to 50% of the world's population, 51% if we're going to be specific. And so I have a really hard time settling for that. I'm at an age and I am in a time period where you know, pardon my French, but that's complete bullshit. And I'm done with it. And I think we all need to be done with it. And the work that you're doing in the world, the work I'm doing in the world, the work that women are being called to do in general is shifting that narrative for the first time. And just as the Me Too movement reached like a pinnacle, you know, the, what, what Malcolm Gladwell calls the tipping point and then broke wide open and all of a sudden women went, 
oh no, it's not okay for him to grab my ass. It is not okay for me to get paid less. It is not okay for that man to get that job instead of me. And it is not okay for me to make less money in my life over my lifetime than a man does for doing the same work. And it's not okay for my thoughts and my feelings and my ideas to be valued less than it is for the same man in the same place. That's kind of where we're at right now. We are starting to have that conversation in a big way. And the more we have it, the more we're going to get permission, which we give ourselves first to take our power back and to start shifting this consciousness back to, for lack of a better phrase, the matriarchy. Hmm. That was a lot. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a lot. And and I, I feel like you just weaved in so beautifully the under the umbrella of lack that we're really talking about when we're talking about breaking the oath of lack, that there's this collective oath and that the lack is connected to what we have been taught or bought or perceived in the collective consciousness of a lack of having rights, a, a lack of uh, our sovereign rights as women to be to be seen, to have the right to have our own money, to uh, be empowered, to really decide what our focus is and and what we're what we're going after. I remember you were on one of my uh, global conferences and you were talking about how you know, in the early seventies was like the first time women had the right to have their own bank account without a spouse or a brother or someone signing for it. And that, like, as I was born in 1970, you know, that was just, it really was, uh, it really touched me in, in a meaningful, in, in a really deep way. And so that's not that long ago, really. And so if we look at where I am envisioning, you know, 50 years from now, kind of if we could just send a wink to our future women's self of of where we're headed, that there's a very different conversation that's happening 50 years from now. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I certainly hope so. Yeah. And, you know, the the work that we have ahead of us is to break this legacy so for those people who believe in past lives, this is fairly straightforward. You didn't have the right in your past lifetimes because it was a different time to your own money and your own property and your own sovereign rights over even your body. Although it's a little today as to whether you have that latter one. Anyway, um, and if you are not a past life person and you don't believe in that, it's still the the reality is your ancestors, your grandmother, and in many cases, as Danielle was pointing out in the early 70s, was 1973 before Ruth Bader Ginsburg got the Supreme Court to agree that women had the right to have their own mortgages, to have their own bank accounts, and to have their own credit cards that weren't in the names of their husband or co-signed with their husbands or their fathers. But now we've got that story coming down from mom, from grandma, from great grandma, from every freaking single generation before that we don't have and we can't have and it doesn't belong to us. And if it does belong to us, it can be taken away like that. So that's a heavy burden 
And we women are getting permission now to release that burden. But it's like the message is coming to us from very, very far away, like light years away. And it is beaming toward us. hasn't quite reached the internal process yet. And so, Danielle, when you're talking about like, you know, that oath, and that awareness that I think you and I just came to recently about the fact that there is a collective oath that we as women have made that collective oath. Okay, now it's our business, yours and mine, and all of the women listening to this, that it's time to break it because it is a collective oath. And the more of us that get together and the more of us that are willing to participate in the breaking of that oath, the faster it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I love that we really are addressing like w- women, this larger subject, because I know in a lot of my work over the years with working with the guides and the spiritual community, it's like spiritual women or conscious women. And that can be a subset. And there may be uh, a familiarity with those past life oaths that you're talking about, those vows of poverty, or either we can have a connection with, with source, God, goddess, great spirit, all that there is the divine, or we can have a connection with our family and having to have that kind of a a vow where we disavow material wealth or disavow community or loved ones. And yet there's a much larger conversation that we're having here when we say, you know, women who may be in corporate or black women or uh, just, just women, it covers this larger collective. So as you're tuning into this podcast, and to me, if you're here, you're a part of this larger conversation. It's really in response to your asking and your calling. You may have a unique access point to your way of going like, okay, I'm a spiritual woman, or I'm a black woman, or I'm a, like, I live in France. So I'm an immigrant woman in, in some, you know, uh, some definition. And, and, and yet there is that larger collective oath of lack. And we widen the definition as well of a lack of power, a lack of, of money, a lack of voice, a lack of freedom, a lack of uh, the capacity to expand. Or if we boil this down into individual things, there can also be kind of what gets to happen when women have money. So that's kind of where I think might be interesting to, to flip when we look at, well, what gets to happen when women are even more empowered and pooling money and having money and circulating money and receiving more money. Cause that's uh, really amazing in so many different ways. What gets to happen there? Yeah, this is like one of my very favorite statistics. So for every dollar that a woman earns, 80 to 90% goes back into the community, that the, the local community that she is in. That's her family and her, for lack of a better word, her village. When a man earns a dollar, 30 to 40% goes back. And that statistic to me is everything. Because as I always say literally like i i hardly have an episode where i don't talk about this when the dalai lama said the world would be saved by the western woman he didn't mean women he meant actual you and actual me and that is the place that i've gotten to now of like this is what's starting to happen mm-hmm, 
Yeah. So as you're a master mindset coach, and I really work a lot with the energetics, you know, one of the things that I love and inspired us to really partner together. And, and we have this uh, workshop as well that we're, we're co-creating about the, the secret codes of, of wealthy women is that combination of mindset and energetics because it really requires both of those um, plus, plus, of course, uh, some ways for money to flow to us and action, inspired action and you know, those pathways, like the physical plane things need to be there. And yet that combination of the mindset and the energetics together. And when you're asking about channeling, you know, one of the things that I love about the channeling is that it really also is speaking to our totality, our wholeness in the sense that, that it's not just speaking to the mind alone or the emotions alone or the body alone, like really recognizing that we are energy and of course all of it at its base is energy so for those that may be new to mindset or new to energetics i know that may be kind of an introductory question but i do feel like it's it's helpful to kind of say well why why is this combination of the two of us coming together so magical well i wasn't even really aware of it until i was on the global conference that you did last year and here I am doing my regular, you know, mindset work with people. And it was just, I mean, energetically, I could feel that it was more powerful than it had ever been before. I could feel like, for lack of a better phrase, an up-leveling of my own process as I was working with you because the guides are there. You know, I'm the one talking, but the guides are, their presence is there, their energy is there, and they were amplifying that's a better word even than up-leveling. They were amplifying what I was doing every moment as they are amplifying the energetics of this conversation right now. So if you're listening, you're hearing our words, but understand that you're hearing the energy on a different level. So like, for example, if you, if you use a tuning fork, um, when the tuning fork strikes, you hear a sound. But you can also feel, if you're using the tuning fork, a vibration. And the vibration is felt in a different part of your body than the sound. Sound is vibration. It's being translated through your ear and through the, the pieces of the organ that is the ear. But, it, but there is a distinction between where the vibration itself is felt in your body and when, where the ear translates its vibration into sound. So by that same token, when we're talking, your ears are hearing, right? That vibration is being translated beautifully. And there is a vibration as if a tuning fork was being struck that is being received in a different part of your body. And I never really thought about it that way before, but that analogy is really perfect because it's, it's completely accurate as far as the, the fact that we're feeling it in that, in that really different spot. So I would love to ask that you do channel right now um, a, something specific, whatever you would like, um, whoever you would like, I mean, because I know that whoever it is that wants to come through is going to have a beautiful message for the listeners of our show. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. So just take a moment to connect and inviting each of you to connect to your 
inner knowing, your free will, your conscious choice and amplifying your desire when it comes to the subject of women and money and breaking the oath of lack, what really would contribute to you in this now moment? Hello, dear ones. This is the Council of Light with the Emerald Ray moving more into the forefront of this divine transmission. And we are a particular Council of Light that has stepped forward with the Council of Light book and manifesting the deepest desires of your soul whose higher purpose is to amplify the energy of joy and therefore health, wealth, and happiness. For although this conversation is about women and money, it is also about the wider conversation of wealth. And health is one of the greatest wealths, as is often said. So the emerald ray is a particular ray which amplifies your unique signature energy. We also call it the U-ray. And you may have heard of the emerald tablets of as above, so below, as within, so without. And that really is what this conversation is also about. And as the question of why mindset and energy coming together is magic, is because the within, the without, the above and the below are all connected. And so the emerald ray, and you may connect to the color emerald, and we've also chosen that purposefully for depending on what country you live in and what your currency is, it may be in the color of green, although it may not depending on where you live, yet money can be associated with the color green, that there is an amplification of you being you. And this is kind of the leading wave message that we're spiraling into. So you as women being you and reclaiming your birthright of wealth is also a recognition that something different is required because we know that for a while there has been that amplification of, well, in order to have as much money or more money than the male population, it had meant pretzeling into being and playing in that same way, using a lot of effort, using a lot of hard work, which in some ways can be true as both here, Hallie and Danielle have a lot of masculine energy, just as each of you have masculine and feminine energy. And yet what we're speaking about is what is authentic for you. If that's authentic for you, then beautiful. Yet if that is an outfit that you're putting on and it's not your unique signature energy, then it's not going to be a vibrational match to be calling in more money. So that is our opening message. It has about five things within it that joy is a key to breaking this oath for the joy of it, for the fun of it, for uh, the, the expansion of it. As you have more joy, which is a very feminine 
principle to expanding wealth. It increases your health, your wealth, and your happiness. The emerald ray that you can call upon the color green is also about aligning your mindset and your energy and amplifying your unique signature energy for when you are you, then that which is optimal for you can find you. And we speak about this a lot. And we know that it can seem like something you've heard many, 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 many times be you. And how could you not be you yet? We mean really, really be you. And a part of being you is also in alignment with your birthright of wealth, your birthright of abundance. So that's where we would open the conversation. If there is a question or uh, a back and forth you want to explore, we are happy to continue to stay in the forefront. Mm, thank you so much. Thank you. I guess I do want to ask a question and that is, I know that time and space as we know of it are illusions. I understand that. But for a lot of the people listening, they like they may never have even heard that before. So I want you to talk about like how much, like this is a 3000 year, at least a 3000 year legacy that women have of lack. So how long does it have to take? Is it going to take 3000 years? Like how fast could it possibly shift? I think that's a good question to, you know, get people kind of exploring what's possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. And what we sense is, Underneath the question is, is simultaneously recognizing that let's say someone has a target, like for a long time, Danielle wanted to own her home free and clear. Like that was a target that, that she had for a while. And, and yet let's say that was a one to three year target at the time. What she began to recognize was that what was happening, what she was up to in the now moment and in the next 90 days and the next six months, and that it wasn't lined up. If we just use the archery and, and pulling back the, the bow and that lining up to the center of that target of one to three years, the, the now, the next week, the two weeks from now, as you experience linear time was not lined up with that one to three years. So if the target, the larger vision is that there is uh, more life and abundance for all, including men, women, uh, every, every uh, being on the planet earth and beyond, if that's the target, then it's a little bit like how, how quick, is someone choosing to get there? Because one of the beautiful books of The Wrinkle of Time is also that idea of, well, rather it being aligned, it can be bent over time and there can be just this shorter path. Tesseract, so my favorite part of that book. Yes, I love that. Yeah. 
Yeah. So the Tesseract. And so what we would really highlight there, and we know that's a bigger question and we're not going to say it, it's this amount of time or that amount of time, because actually it is a little bit more like, uh, let's say someone's doing a triathlon and there is a general range for a triathlon to happen within. And yet there's going to be a range within that range. And some will actually reach the the target uh, earlier than others. And we know you're, you're speaking about the collective consciousness and the larger, like everyone. And yet some are going to get there faster than others. And the main thing that we would bring forward. And then we would ask you that, that similar question, as you spoke about time and space and what does time and space have to do with this is that it can kind of take as long as you're choosing for it to take. And unless you're focused on the now that and connecting that bookends uh, it's going to take a lot longer. So was that clear what we were expressing in terms of help me understand this. So I'm visualizing the tesseract and I'm going to describe it for people who are listening and not watching. So you have a beginning point and an end point. And what they show, what, what L'Engle shows in the book is the ant walking across basically a tightrope between the two points. And that instead you can bring the two points together and the ant can simply walk from point A to point B with no distance between. That is what she describes as the Tesseract in the book. And as you were talking, I was like almost in tears about it because I realized that was the first spiritual moment that I had in my life. And it probably happened when I was nine, maybe at the most 10 years old. And I remember studying, it was the first time I'd ever seen a drawing in a book that was a novel. And she literally drew it, which at the time I can only imagine how expensive that was in a publisher's book, you know, in a, in a, in a published book um, that was that was printed in, in mass printing. But it was so important that it was described visually in the book. And I remember seeing that and studying the drawing over and over again and asking the question, is this physically possible? Could you go from point A to point B? And literally, as she was describing it, collapse time and it's so funny because my my worlds have just come full, full. It took me from that moment until this over, you know, whatever, like 40 some years to come full circle. But I just realized that that moment was probably the first moment that led to eventually my spiritual awakening because that was so important because it's true. And the question that I had in a book of science fiction is, is this true? And the answer is, heck yes. I know enough about quantum physics now to know it's absolutely true. In fact, how we collapse time, which we can do when we understand the concept. So that was like really, thank you for that incredibly important moment and for getting to to close the circle. So let's go back to the Tesseract itself. So we have these two points and we can collapse them when we choose to, but it's making that, as I call it, making that definite decision to bring those points together. And to do so, we have to get out of the way. The ant has to believe that the ant can go from point A to point B without walking the long distance in between. Is there anything else that needs to happen other than the belief and us deciding that that is the way that it is? Mm -hmm, mm 
Yes, and uh, and this is Toth that's moving more into the forefront of this divine transmission, joining the Council of Light that's present as well. And so as we're speaking about point A, which is where you are, and point B, which is where you want to be, and then folding that linear line into a wrinkle into the tesseract so that A and B are lined up on top of each other and there's just a door in between them. What is the door? Well, the door is the belief, the mindset, as you're speaking about, and it is that choice because it is uh, that free will and conscious choice. And then there is also the vibrational proximity, and this is the energetic part of as above, so below, as within, so without. So if point A is fraught and prolific with lack and doubt and fear. And I have this uh, long-term experience of being a woman in lack, then that isn't a key to unlock the door to be, which is overflowing abundance and energy and time and wealth and circulation. So those things need to be aligned and matched up. So as you brought in quantum physics and the quantum entanglements and the field of infinite possibilities, that possibility, it, it already exists. It's lining up with it. So the analogy we often use is if you order something online, let's say uh, you order something on Amazon and you put in your address and you place your order, you pay for it and it's on its way. And this is also your signature energy being strong. And then at the last minute you move and you don't update your address. That oftentimes what we see is that the belief may be there. One, just one little wobble is there and the doorway doesn't get traversed. It doesn't get walked through because then the signature energy uh, goes invisible or there can be that fear that then tamps it down. And so when you have all the way through your actualization or going from point A to point B, and it doesn't mean that you won't wobble or that that doesn't exist, yet you don't change your address at the last minute, it becomes from a probability to being much more inevitable. And that's what we sense is also uh, one of the higher purposes of this particular podcast and the and the extended workshop that we're doing together around the secret codes of wealthy women is to also have that collapsing in time. Like there's an inevitability, you're, you're going to reach your targets. And yet when you do it together in a community of, of women, when you have these shortcuts, to, to be able to, to access it, things unfold much, 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 much more quickly. So we are starting to step aside. And before we do, we would just invite each of you to connect to the color emerald and to just notice if there has been a misalignment between your point A and your point B, which may mean like you want to own your house in one to three years, yet you're not doing anything about it or you're not taking the action now or lining up your, your arrow with that bullseye, whatever the example is for you, to be sending the emerald color and really amplifying the emerald ray, the emerald ray being you, being you, being you. And so as always, we are delighted to co-create 
and are extending our appreciation and acknowledgement for your contribution to the evolution in consciousness. All is light and love, and we are all. So beautiful. Thank you. I was really struck when you when the collective first spoke about the emerald color that it's also the color of the heart chakra and that when we amplify love we are amplifying that emerald green and then the reminder to everyone that money is just energy and that as we're amplifying it can be the color of love and the color of money that emerald green because it really is just an amplification of energy and just as we receive vibrations on different levels, we actually perceive colors on different levels as well. And so it's just an awareness that that color matches love and money, that there is no difference between love and money. And I feel like that's something that is very hard for a lot of us to hear because money can be used to manipulate. Money can be used as a power tool. Money can be used to show love or to withdraw love. And that's, you know, the, the crap that we have gotten into the muck that doesn't really belong. But when you finish mucking out the stable and everything's clear and we have like our fresh bed of straw to lie down in, we can become aware that that color is the color of love is the color of money and that money being energy, there is no difference. And then when we, when we send out and receive from a place of wealth, from a place of power, from a place of sharing, from a place of that giving back of like earlier, we were talking about that 80 to 90% that women are recirculating into their local community. That's empowering in every regard. And there is no place where, that's the story of greed or that's the story of lack or that's the story of not being able to receive because remember money is the the flow of money is not in and out that's a line right the flow of money is a circle that's why it's called circulation so as you allow the money to flow out you are inviting the money back in and that is what is creating the circle um, and that's a very powerful image. Like as I, I never spend money, I circulate money. That was a big energetic shift for me. And when we want to get out of lack, knowing that as I share this with the world, so it comes back to me tenfold, a hundredfold, a thousandfold. That's a tip and a tool that you can use to collapse time as far as, hey, I want to have my house paid off. In, a, in the next three years. And it's also a tool that you can use to expand your money container instead of collapsing it. You know, if your money container is super full, but it's a thimble, that's not as useful as if your money container is the size of an oil tanker and uh, it's, you know, half full, right? And then as we circulate out, so we bring it back. So I just wanted to, to share that with everybody. Danielle, do you have anything else that you want to let all these beautiful people know? Mm. Yeah. Well, I just feel like what you shared. Well, I love to that they used that book because that was my favorite book growing up. Was Me too. Time. I loved it. It was just so amazing. And, you know, what you just shared about the energy that we come from really just feels like it ties it all together of that, you know, as within, so without. So if we're coming from that circulation of creating abundance through love and empowerment and, and knowing that that birthright of, of wealth is, is just a given it's a birthright, then that also lines up more and, and it just keeps 
exponentially expanding. And so, yeah, how I would complete is really that to me, the time is now and that, that if you're tuning in here, you're a part of this larger conversation and transformation and that we each have the opportunity to, to be women who are pooling and circulating and, and uh, receiving wealth in order to expand consciousness and what's unfolding on, on the earth star. And so, yeah, that's kind of what I would share. And then I also would invite those of you that are called to check out the, the secret codes of wealthy women, the workshop that Hallie and the guides and I are up to, and we're really creating it in a way that we're running it live. And yet if you're tuning into this, uh, at a later date, we're, we're infusing into the workshop, the energy that you receive the full benefits of it. And if you're feeling called to go deeper and line up your energy and your mindset in, in this way to, to really have a different experience, you know, I love that, that question we were talking about the other day, Hallie of like, what if a year from now we met again and had another women and money, uh, podcast, you know, and, and we had implemented this, like, and those of you that are called to join us as well for the workshop that you had taken the workshop. And it was that difference that made all the difference. Like I own my home free and clear now. So at some point that was uh, a difference between the desire and then actualizing the, the desire, so just really inviting those of you who want to come play and play big uh, to, to check it out, to join us. And the, the link to the workshop will be in the show notes. Yes. Yes, exactly. And Hallie, how about you? Any last uh, words? Uh... Well, I always think that the thing to say to every woman is it's not too late. You're still right on time. If you are hearing this, it's because you are being called right now. And your only job is to say yes, to say yes to more, to say yes to more allowing, to say yes to receiving more. And uh, if you are called to join us for the secret codes of wealthy women, to know that that is a huge amplification that will happen very quickly. Um, you know, the workshop is is three hours a day for three days. And yet the guides were very clear with us in one of our planning sessions that you're getting like a 72 hour container of really shifting energetically and really amplifying energetically. And I can tell you from my own experience, the reason Danielle and I are doing this workshop together at all was that when we did that global conference, I was on for two hours and I got finished and I was like, I, I mean, I was just, well, for lack of a better word, I was sweating. <laughs> I just, I mean, the energy up level was so big that I like had to turn on the fan, you know? I mean, it was just really like, I could feel all of this energy moving through my body. And that's how I can tell that there's that shift. And I don't even remember what I said for two hours because it was that 
powerful. It was just completely flowing through me. And afterwards, we talked about that alignment. We were both like, yes, we have to do something bigger together. And this is what has come out of that co-creation. We've been planning this since what, Danielle, since like March, right? (laughs) So it's been going on a long time. And I feel like there is such power in the work that we do when we are together. It's that thing where, you know, wherever two or more are gathered together, you know, that's it's greater than each of us can be individually. And we're, you know, we're getting the guides amplifying everything that we're doing. And that's going to create that 72 hour container of joy and of release. And the more women that come, the more women are going to be released from that lack both. And we're going to be doing it collectively and energetically. The intention is to create that for the world. The women in the workshop are going to be the conductors of the energy to amplify to the world, to allow women to release that oath collectively. That is actively work that we will be doing in the live version of the workshop. And if you are you know, going to get a recording later, you will be able to get that as well, because energetically, there's no time and space. And so we're going to be encoding that into the recorded materials as well. So I just want everybody to know that because the power that is contained there, I mean, it's not even going to happen right now as we're recording, it's still like a month off. And I'm just like, so juiced about it. It's going to be amazing. So um, that's everything I wanted to share. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Woo, yay. I'm having the like Hallie, hallelujah. That's how I felt after we did that. I was just like, yeah, buzzing on all <laughs> cylinders. And, um, you know, I know we're calling it a workshop, but I really feel like it's what we do in our one-on-one sessions. And we don't, you know, like I know working one-on-one with me and the guides is kind of a rare opportunity. So I see this as like three days or nine hours or however you want to say it of really uh, that that completion of those old uh, beliefs and energetics and mindsets and uh, past lives and all of it. And then the, the installing in that, I just love about your work and your mastery as well of really installing the the now what because I know that if you're drawn to this you've already been doing a lot of work on yourself so you may be going like oh is this going to just be another thing it's like no it's not another thing what's different about it is that yes we will be completing the old energies and yet it's also the the calibrating installing and the embodying and of the all is well now what the now what aspect of it well i know that we can talk forever and yeah it's feeling like a great place to complete so thank you and thank you all for tuning in and uh we'll we'll see those of you that it's aligned for in the secret codes of wealthy women thanks for tuning in today Want to pass go and take the fast track to partner with Source to create your six or seven figure legacy business without overworking? Join in the conversation over at the Seven Figure Spiritual Leader Facebook group. Until next time, sending you much love and appreciation for your contribution to the evolution in consciousness.